And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And is often the case on this program, I've never met my guest in real life, out in the real world. All we've ever done is connected on social media. We're friends on Facebook. We're connected on LinkedIn. I think we follow each other on Twitter. So this just goes to show how you can develop great business relationships with people on social media. So please join me in welcoming Melodian Whiteley. What do you mean social media isn't the real world? <laughs> I know. You know, isn't it funny? It's, it's, uh, I say that and, and it, it, for more and more, it, it is kind of the real world. Um, we, uh, you know, I, I am a firm believer that we should go out and meet people in person, but social media has allowed us to really have these great relationships with people that we, we really wouldn't meet out in, in the, in, and I'm putting it in air quotes, the real world. I have met some great people, including you, right, on social right. media. So I'm a big fan. You know, and it really is interesting how it has developed. And and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more later on and how to use social media for marketing, but it has allowed us to go more than just our little boundaries. You know, whether you are a brick and mortar type of business or somebody uh, who provides services that really can be provided around the world, social media has allowed us to be anywhere, anytime. And I think that's a little bit scary sometimes for people and sometimes a little big brother. But to me, it's so fun because we can meet people all over everywhere. I have friends from one end of the globe to the other. So yes, it's, it's fabulous. And it's such a great marketing tool. I don't know why more and more people don't embrace, well, more people of my generation don't embrace it. Um, I think it's kind of the same thing. We're all sitting here going, Facebook, isn't that thing where they post, I just had dinner and hey, I'm going, you know, and it, it's yes. not, it's more than that. Ah. It it most definitely is, and and we will really delve into that um, because it is it's a tool that can be used by so many people, and you know and, and it's not scary. You know there there obviously should <coughs> be are things that people need to take into consideration like your privacy, but um, you know it is something that I think pretty much any business really needs to be using because if you're not, your competitors are. It took me a long time to learn that lesson. Fortunately, I met some great people on social media who taught me that lesson. Right, so. right. You know, and, and it's funny because there are people who still say, well, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a restaurant or I sell insurance and I don't need to be on social media. And I look at them and say, but your competitors are. And because, and, and more importantly, because the people you're trying to communicate with, they're on social media. And so you're missing being able to reach out to them. I can't remember the last time I looked up anything in like a phone book. I, I know. The, the, the yellow pages. <laughs> do they still make those? <laughs> they do. And, and it's funny, you know, because I use them as doorstops and, and things like that. But um, yeah, it it is something that people use more and more. And, you know, it is about building relationships and all of those things. But you know what? We got ahead of ourselves here and I didn't even tell people about you. So let me take a step back. And then we'll jump back into this because I want people to really know who you are and why you are a guest today. Sounds good. Great. So Melodian Whiteley is a retired Navy cryptologic technician, which just sounds so cool to me. I just love that. Um, but after retiring from the Navy, she moved to Northwest Arkansas with her husband and family. After several years of the corporate life and a bout with cancer, which she won, she realized that life was far too short to be spent cooped up in an office all day. She wanted the freedom to spend her days with her family, especially her children and grandchildren. Melodian had to learn how to build a business on her own, but with the help of friends and mentors, she succeeded. 
Now it's her turn and she uses her experience to help others and she is glad to share. Now, as she puts this on her LinkedIn profile, she does need to pay the bills. So no, hey, can I pick your brain for free questions. So if you have a need for any of the services that she offers, please don't hesitate to contact her. And we'll, we'll talk several times in the program about how to reach you. But, you know, I, I love this because this is your profile on LinkedIn. So again, this shows why it's so important to have that information on LinkedIn, because now I know enough about you. And of course, you've got your great photo there. It just piques my interest. And I think, wow, I have to talk to you. Cool. Great. I'm concerned about that LinkedIn profile because LinkedIn's not really one of the places where I hang out as much as I should. I know. Oh, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, kind of guiltily raising my hand on that one too. I try and check in on LinkedIn once a day, but I don't even, yeah, mm -hmm. I need to get better at that. Um, but you know, one of the, the reason why, um, you're on the program today is this great book that you wrote and it's, it is a best-selling book and it is called getting to yes, overcoming network marketing objections. And it, it is a great book. I read it, got lots of tips out of it. And even if someone isn't into network marketing, which we'll talk about in just a moment, there are tips in there that apply to every business person and every business owner. So it really is a great read. But let's, you know, let's, let's go back for a second and define what network marketing is, because a lot of folks may not be familiar with that term. I just basically try to equate it. I, I try not to use network marketing too much because the words have such a scary connotation to so many people. Right. They've got mm -hmm. that whole negative impression of mm -hmm. pyramid scheme. And, you know, so I would try to refer to it more as a referral business. Okay. If you go out to dinner tonight and you find this really great restaurant, mm -hmm. are you not going to tell your friends about it? Right. Okay. So if I have this marvelous product that I know about, why would I not want to share that with everybody I know? Mm -hmm. Same concept. Right. You know, and, and we all probably to some degree have, as you said, a, a negative concept of, of thinking about network marketing and ooh, it's a pyramid scheme and people are just in there to rip you off. But it's the way everybody does business. You know, I, I loved in the book you talked about the, the quote from, I believe it's the Donald, where he says, you know, uh, any company is network marketing and, and it is a pyramid type of organization because you have your CEO at the top and then you have, you know, several other layers of C-level, and then you've got your managers, and then you have the, the employees. So it has all of these different levels in it. You know, and, and even if you are a one-person organization, you're still doing the tasks of many of those things. And, and so you wear those multiple hats. So it, it really isn't a term that people should think negatively about. But, you know, we, we have thought of it negatively for years. And, and maybe it's because, you know, we're tired of going to a networking thing and having, you know, the, the, the cosmetic people pounce on us or, you know, the, the team from, from legal companies pounce on us or things. And that's part of how you talk in your book is when you are a person who is, is working in a networking marketing organization you shouldn't be pouncing on people. They shouldn't run and hide just as they shouldn't run and hide with, with any person, you know, because we all do that. You know, we tend to sometimes get wrapped up in, you know, buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. And, and we forget that they have their, you know, somebody has their needs, their, their stories, and we just need to let them decide if they want to work with us or not. That is the entire reason that I wrote the book. So many people still are, there's a there's hundred network marketing books out there and they all tell you the same thing, how to get leads, how to mm -hmm. get leads. Okay. What do you do with them once you've got them? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And and how do you talk to them? You know, if I have 20 leads and all 20 of them say, no, thank you for one reason or another, what do I do? Well, the mm -hmm. solutions that are taught by most of the, you know, the network marketing company training are just push harder, just push harder. Right. If you can't mm -hmm. push, then get your upline to push. I'm not going to join a company like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will, but they they get in there and then they find that they have to do the same thing and they don't stay because who wants to be constantly pushing, pushing, pushing people, first everybody you know and then people that you don't even know to join your business. That's entirely the wrong way to go about it. So. Right. And it is about building relationships with people. You know, if they know what your product or service is, 
You don't have to keep hitting them over the head with it. Um, now, you might give them a sample. You might remind them, you know, by having an e-newsletter, things like that. But, and, and again, this doesn't matter who the company is, you know, whether it's a, a network marketing company or not, let them decide if they want to work with you or not and build those relationships. And to me, it's kind of like we were talking about in the very start. That's where social media really comes into this. And, you know, I think one of the the specialties that you have developed, especially with your, your business, Boomer Business Coaching, is how the baby boomers can use social media to build those relationships with people. So many of us are terrified of it. I know I was. Like I said, I have this thought process in my head, especially I, I have young nieces and mm-hmm. I see them posting on Facebook all the time and I read their posts and I'm, and I'm just sitting here going, why would you share that with anybody? Right. <laughs> so that was my concept of Facebook for a very long time. But then I met some people who actually use it to build their business and I learned how to use it the right way. Right. And, and it's made a huge difference. And now one of my goals is to teach other people from my generation that Facebook is more than, yeah, I was out real late last night and now I can barely, you know, get up this morning or, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to this, you know, I'm going to the store or, hey, I'm going to bed now. Right. You know, and, and part of that is, it's like you said, it is a generational thing. Um, but it's funny because it, it seems to be generational at either end of the spectrum. You know, the, the, um, uh, the, the, what's the generation before baby boomers? I'm drawing a blank. The, the war babies, um, and depression kids, you know, they tend to be the oversharing people also, um, you know, and, and maybe it's because they're retired and they don't have a lot else that they're talking about, but it is, it's a great tool when it is used appropriately. Um, oh my gosh. I was just sitting here clicking on Facebook to see if I could find you an example, and I just found a horrible example of oh no. Well, I'll there. Okay, you know one of the and, and and you know as I mentioned in the intro, you and I are Facebook friends, and I went back and I looked through some of your posts, and there were none that were hey buy from me, you know, and and which I like that, you know. Now that's not to say that on occasion we, you know, because we do need to remind people. I remember one time, this was when I was in Denver, I was working with a gentleman who sold insurance and he was just livid because his brother had decided to go with another insurance agent. Now there could have been a variety of reasons for that. You know, it, it, you know, who knows what it was, but what he said was that his brother forgot that he sold insurance. And, you know, and, and I think sometimes we get caught up in that where we're, we're too passive and we don't remind people, you know, this is what I do for business. And, and, and it's very easy to do it in a nice way where you're not hitting people over the head with it. You know, so maybe you're, you're posting a link to an article from your company or you're talking about a networking group that you have joined. And, uh, you know, so, so you're able to get that back in there that you have this product or this service without the flashing lights and the sirens and the buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. I tell my people that I train 80, 20, 80% mm-hmm. just personal stuff, not, not too personal. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Stuff about you or, or, you know, just some uplifting, encouraging stuff, mindset stuff and 20% promotional. Mm-hmm. Well, and that can even be on a business page, you know, where you're talking about this is, uh, you know, this is how we develop the product and you tell the story of that, or you have a testimonial from clients or you're talking about, you know, the, the company, uh, was involved with this nonprofit organization and, and went and, and did this over the weekend, you know, and, and then you say, oh, and by the way, we've got a sale for this weekend coming up and you talk about that. So, you know, because when we're sold to too much, it's like the boy who cried wolf, we tune it out. Um, you know, and, and I think that is probably the biggest mistake that I see people, especially on Facebook. Now, LinkedIn is a little bit different because LinkedIn is more business related, but you know, when I see people on Facebook that are continually sell, 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 a, a lot of times I unfollow them. Uh, you know, I might keep them as a friend, but I unfollow them because I'm just tired of seeing their posts that are always buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. So 
do you ever get the wonderful people that as soon as you friend them back or you you know you friend them at all and the next thing you know you've got a private message from them going would you like to see my stuff <laughs> oh yes yes you know and and whether that's facebook or worse it it happens to me more often on linkedin where you know i will connect with somebody on linkedin and immediately, like you said, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it was almost like they were sitting there waiting for, you know, for me to, to connect with them. I get this, Hey, here's this product or this service that, that I have. And, and it's funny, you, you were looking on Facebook. I'm going to look on LinkedIn at the moment. Um, you know, and, and the, the really funny thing is when people are trying to sell me something and especially if they're trying to sell me on social media. And it's like, didn't read much, did you? <laughs> um, yeah, here's one where this person, I just friended him. And, and you know, obviously I, the names are going to be changed and, and things like that. But, you know, he's, he, is, he clearly doesn't actually know me because he uses my full name. So he uses Deborah, which is what I use in my LinkedIn profile. And then he's immediately trying to sell me a computer program. And so it's, you know, you need this, you need this. You, it's that simple. Call us for a quote or refer a client. Da, 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 and that's it. You know, I've, I have no business relationship with this man. And actually looking back through this conversation, he sent me this thing, this, this pitch five different times. Um, you know, and, and it wouldn't matter if I needed it. I'm not going to buy from him or even give him a call because he turned me off just in, you know, his, his initial communications with me. But a similar situation did give me great fodder for a blog post because I'd had a very bad day. It was just Mm -hmm. a horrible day. Everything in the world that could possibly go wrong had gone wrong. And I'd gotten about 10 of those same messages. And some poor little guy, he did. I, I followed him back on Twitter. And the next thing I know, I've got the private message. And same thing. It's like, you obviously did not read anything about me, did you? you had right. would have realized that we're in the same program we, we both use a, a same a program that we have and uh-huh. I just I just pounced I was like yeah I really was I was ugly and I responded poorly and it did I had to I wrote a blog post about how he was not right but my response was not right either and this is a great this is a great lesson it's a learning mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah you know the the, the take the minute pause, calm down. And, you know, and, and maybe it still was appropriate to communicate to him, but in a different tone, um, you know, and, and, and I think that is something that we all can learn, whether it's on Facebook or, you know, LinkedIn or any of the platforms, when we respond too quickly and we respond with passion, um, you know, and, and maybe we should have paused for a couple minutes before we actually responded. So I would say count to 10 before you hit that 10 button. Yes. Make sure you know, and, exactly what and I tell people, you know, there's that little voice in your head that's going, ah, ah. if that little voice makes that funny little noise, don't hit send. You know, that, that little voice is telling you, pay attention, pay attention. He was very gracious and took it well. So actually, we're, he's going to an event in Austin in August. Yeah. And I'm going so, so I meet up, get to know each other a little better. Oh, good. <laughs> Good, good. You know, and, 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 you know, so the, the, the nice thing is you turned a negative into a positive and, and so it's going to work out well. Um, but it, that comes back to this relationship building. You know, we, we do, sometimes we don't respond appropriately. And then if we take the, the time to, oh dear, mea culpa, you know, because we are human, you know, and, and we see that happen with businesses where something happens at a business and the the business, as opposed to a person at the business, responds, and they're very defensive. And then the problem is everybody else pounces too. You know, whether it's that the restaurant had bad service, and then everybody else says it had bad service, or you know, I bought this product. It was funny on Facebook. Um, a friend of mine um, had a, a she went to go buy a computer, had a bad experience at one of the big box stores. And then everybody else was saying they had horrible experiences too. And if that business had responded more as a person and said, oh, golly gee, we are very sorry. Please come in so we can make this right. It would have been a totally different story. Or respond at all, which is one, another thing that I try to right. teach everyone is mm-hmm. I don't care what, what kind of comment you're getting, you need to respond. Even yes. if it's an ugly comment, you need to mm-hmm. acknowledge and right. 
you know, something to let people know that you're not just ignoring them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah, you and, and, and because we all want to be heard. And, you know, if somebody just tells me, we're sorry that happened, I'm like, okay, well, at least they paid attention. Um, you know, and, and so that's, that's where it's interesting because businesses do think, especially if it's a negative, <gasps> we're going to ignore it because we don't want it to get worse. And then of course it does get worse. Because everybody else in the world that's had a bad experience or thinks they've had a bad experience is going to chime in. And right. now instead of just one thing that you maybe could have mm-hmm. stopped right there and maybe even possibly turned into a positive is mm-hmm. now way bigger. <laughs> right, right. Well, and this comes down to to something that I want to talk about, and that's the fact that we all kind of have, as as a business, a tribe, you know, and 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 hopefully we have that tribe. And it and what I mean are the raving fans, you know, and and again, it doesn't matter what your product or your service is. It it's far better if your fans and your friends and your connections and whatever term you want to use. If they're promoting you as opposed to you promoting you. And that's where social media, again, comes in very cool because, you know, if, if say, you say, hey, I've got this great service today and, you know, blah, 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 and we go, yeah, yeah. But if I say, oh, my gosh, Melodian is so fabulous to work with. She's got this great product. You really need to talk to her. Even if people don't know who I am, just the fact that I'm that, in air quotes again, third person, unbiased, that's you know that that really goes a long way especially if you know the person a little bit a personal example right here i've been i've been friends with someone on facebook for gosh a long time and mm-hmm. and she sells a product mm-hmm. that i have seen advertised elsewhere and and i've kind of looked at it and, and haven't really eh, well maybe you know maybe someday i might try it mm-hmm. but because i've gotten to know her when I finally decided I needed to try something along this line, she's the mm-hmm. first person I thought of. I called right. her last night and said, hey, are you still selling, you know, this product? And mm-hmm. how do I get it? I decided I want it. So mm-hmm. we've never, ever, she's never pitched me with it. She just told me when I first met her what it is she does. And after right. that, we, you know, we just talked a lot and built that relationship. We've been mm-hmm. friends on Facebook and I think we're on Twitter. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Well, and I think that, you know, back to, to circle back to what we were originally talking about with network marketing, I think that's where sometimes, and, and, you know, I'm not going to say most of the time because it's not most of the time, but you know, where sometimes people do go wrong is, you know, they, they've got these sales quotas. They've, you know, and, and they, they come across as the hard sell. And, you know, I'm of that generation where I, you know, about the point where I was really entering the job market, that was when Mary Kay was the big thing. <laughs> and, you know, and, and God bless Mary Kay. I, you know, but I wasn't going to sell it. For one thing, I was actually allergic to it. I was one of those very rare people in the world who's allergic to Mary Kay. But, you know, and, and but I got I got Mary Kayed more times than I could remember because I had friends who sold Mary Kay. And so they'd always want me to come and do the free makeup and, and do all that. And we learned about the bumblebees. You know, bumblebees aren't supposed to fly, but they do anyway. And so Mary Kay people are like bumblebees. And of course, that was when every time you turned a corner, there was a pink Cadillac. Um, you know, and, and so that, that in a lot of ways formed my opinion of someone who is in network marketing because that, you know, they, they were pushy to some degree, you know, and, and, but they also, and this is a positive and I really want to make sure I get this across. They were very passionate about that product. You know, the, the, and, and it really did seem to be like, especially with Mary Kay, the women who sold Mary Kay loved Mary Kay, you know, and, and I'm saying that as in the person and they also love the makeup and that passion came through. And I think that's one of the things that we see in, you know, with, with somebody who is very successful in network marketing is they do have a passion for that product. And, and you talk about that in your book. And again, your book is called getting to yes, overcoming network marketing objections. You know, if if somebody is the person that where they're going to try this one and that didn't work, so they're going to try working for this company and that didn't work, you know, and, and they just go through the list, they never have that passion. And so then they're not successful. So talk to us a little bit more about, because your your book is about getting, you know, 
find well determining if network marketing is for you and then really getting that great team and and all of those things together so you know how does somebody even think hey this is a good idea or maybe something i should explore well the first thing i always say is is do you want you have to know why you have to know why you want your own business for me Mm -hmm. if you actually read the book then you notice that in the beginning yeah, I've been I've been doing network marketing since 1975. So I'm about to tell my age here. <laughs> you were you were very young when you started. I, I was very young, <laughs> and and I didn't get it. I mean, I wanted you know they were that was back in the days when they would come and they would flash the big checks with the big numbers, and mm-hmm. and I wanted that. You know, right? Oh, well, you wanted that pink Cadillac. Yeah, I would make nine thousand dollars <laughs> in a month. That's awesome. Back mm-hmm. then, nine thousand dollars in a month was a whole lot of money. So. I tried it, but there was no training. There was no support other than to do the same thing, go out and flash big checks, which I didn't have any, mm-hmm. and try to get people in. Didn't matter if you liked the products, really. Didn't matter if you really liked the company. The whole thing was, this company will make you money, so let's go do this. Mm-hmm. Well, then I tried again a little bit later for the same reason. I had two children. I was still on active duty, but I really wanted to retire and get out. And what am I going to do? I don't know anything except cryptology. And there's not a big market for that. (laughs) Right, right. You know, you can't, as as it says in your LinkedIn profile, you can't talk about what you did. So I kind of played around with it. And then all of a sudden my mom passed and I brought my dad to live with me. Well, my dad had Alzheimer's and I live way out in the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. So I was at work one day and I get a phone call from my neighbor saying, you know, I was driving down the highway and I'm pretty sure I saw your dad walking down the highway. Oh dear. Yes. So we we finally found him. I had to actually have the sheriff, what the the state police and the sheriff's department go out and look for him. And they did find him. Um, but after that, I was like, okay, I obviously have to stay home because I have made right. him a promise. He used to work in nursing homes. Mm. Uh, and he said, you can never put me in yeah, one. When they were, when they were ugly. He used to, yes. So I made him a promise that I would never do that if I could possibly help it. Mm-hmm. Then you're trying to figure out what can I do from my home because I need income. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, Somebody introduced me to yet another network marketing company who mm-hmm. was very, they were very different about how they approached marketing. They did not okay. to go out there and pound their name into everybody. In fact, you were forbidden to actually mention their name, ah. marketing, um, mm-hmm. which I realize now was not exactly the right way to do things either, because that again leads to that whole, what are you hiding? Right. Mm-hmm. Be upfront with me about what this is. Mm-hmm. But at least it was better than look at my big check. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And if you work really, 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 really hard, you might be able to get a big check. Right. So so that's the first step is you've got to know why you want to do this. Because if you don't have a really good why, then on those days when you've made 15, 20 phone calls or you've talked to, you know, 25 people and they've all looked at you and said, no, mm-hmm. you're discouraged. Right. And when you haven't made your sales quota for the month, you're going to think about quitting. So you Mm -hmm. need to sit down and decide for yourself why you want to be in business. Mm -hmm. Once you've got that, then network marketing is a very logical solution because it's very low overhead. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about renting space. I don't have to worry about having inventory. I don't have to worry about delivering products or or chasing down invoices. Mm -hmm. So... You can you can get into most. I've seen network marketing companies. You can get in for as little as thirty bucks. Right. You know, who doesn't have thirty bucks to build a business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it can be part time. It can be full time. You know, numerous times in your book, you talk about you get out of it what you put into it. You know, and and again, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's network marketing or your own company or you're an employee. That is so true. You know, you get out of it what you put into it. Absolutely. So the people who get out there and, and are willing to do the work, I, I had that example. I've had several people. I have one young lady, well, she and her husband, he he was disabled mm-hmm. and she was working. And I and I approached her with it because I thought it would be good for her since she could, you know, use an extra income with her husband being disabled. 
Mm-hmm. And my thought was just like you said, you can build this part time while you're still working as some extra income, give you a little cushion. Mm-hmm. Well, I talked to her on a Friday and she said she wanted to think about it over the weekend. I said, okay. Uh-huh. Monday she calls me and says, I've talked to my husband. We're convinced this is our ticket. I've quit my job. Oh. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> like, please don't do that. But she did. It's exactly what she did. She quit her job. But because she had no place else to go, she went at it with everything. Right. Had. Right. And now she makes more than I do. Mm-hmm. She, she's above me in, in the pecking order. Now, she's still on my team because on the company I'm in, there's no breakaways or anything. Right. She makes, you know, she makes more money a month than I do because she went mm-hmm. after it with everything she had and that's what mm-hmm. she wanted to do. Right. I have a young college student who had all kinds of free time and all kinds of drive and desire, he said. He did absolutely nothing with it. And every time I would ask him, you know, have you talked to anybody? Mm-hmm. Shown the product to anybody? Have you posted anything? Have you done anything? Well, no, I haven't had time. Okay, then you got exactly what you put into it out of it. Nothing. Uh Uh-huh. Right. You know, and and it doesn't matter how fabulous the product is. If you're not marketing it and going about it appropriately, then it's it's not going to matter. Um, You know, because there are obviously some great products out there. But if, you know, if, if the person trying to sell it really isn't trying to sell it, then it's a waste of time. They have to be a product of the products. I know that is one of the big objections that I hear a lot is, well, all the companies say you have to buy products of your own every month. Well, of course, why would you not? I used to work for a car dealership. I sell cars. Mm -hmm. After I got out of the military, I was a car salesman. So, yeah, I was another one of those. You know, not only do I do that shady network marketing thing, I was one of You were a used car salesman. (laughs) Oh, Oh. But. People would actually ask what you drive a lot of times right. when you when you were shown like what do you drive? Mm-hmm. If I'm on a, a Ford lot and I say, Well, I drive a Chevy, well then why won't I drive what I'm selling? Right. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you know, and, and so you should be using, you know, and, and every once in a while there are examples where, you know, you, you can't, but they're they're certainly few and far between. But yeah, if, if you don't believe enough in your product to use it yourself then really it, it you you can't sell it because part of and it comes back to what we were saying at the start part of it is the relationship so if somebody says hey melodian tell me about your personal experiences with x product if you go uh then i'm thinking why should i want to buy from you and it's so it's such a great marketing tool because one of our products is a weight loss product so people that haven't seen me for a while bump into me and go, wow, you've lost weight. How? Oh, mm-hmm. what an opening. <laughs> okay. Right. Let me right. show you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the nice thing is you show them once, maybe twice, but then that's it. You know, they know what you do. And and it's not going to be every single time you see them, you you are, are saying, hey, remember this great product line that I have. But I don't have to because every time they see me, they're reminded, oh, she's lost yes. so much weight. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. She right. has that right. great product. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's definitely one of the selling features for people who who represent fitness companies. You know, hopefully that person looks fit. Makeup. I mean, you know, back on on Mary Kay. You know, there's it's funny. You know, there's Mary Kay Avon. I mean, you know, we we all grew up with Avon and Ding Dong, the Avon lady. Well, I still um, have an Avon lady. Oh yes, you know, and and. <laughs> And the Avon has evolved through the years, as has Mary Kay. You know, there's certainly other cosmetic companies. But if the person selling it, and, and you know, let's just be honest, there's 99% of the time it's going to be a woman who is who is selling that type of product. If, if their makeup isn't spotless. Now, I'm not talking about if you run into them in Walmart. You know, I'm talking about if they're at, say, a networking event or a professional meeting or something. Again, you know, they, they should be using their own product and, and they should be using it appropriately. You know, I love it when I see somebody who is, you know, say somebody selling the, the makeup line and they don't know how to uh, to apply it for maybe their age or their skin tone or something like that. And then it, it does. It comes back to, well, wait a minute. Why would I want to buy from them? You do need to learn how. I, I haven't seen right. that personally. I have a couple of Mary Kay friends and I have not seen that. So, but- right. Well, and, you know, one of the things that you really talk about in your book is, is you know, what I'm, I'm getting to is 
there needs to be appropriate training. And, you know, it whether it's provided by the people that you are associated with or the, the company itself or, you know, all of those things. And and that's part of how that's that's your advice to someone who's thinking about getting into this is really make sure they've got that foundation there. You know, are they going to help you be successful or is it here buy this case of product and, you know, here's 10 brochures and you better meet your quota for the month? It's not always enough to find a great company. The, the company I was in before the one I'm in now was a fab, they were a fabulous company. Mm-hmm. My team that I was on was horrible. They provided absolutely no support. Right. I, I got signed up and then that was the last I ever heard of my sponsor. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. So, and I had even no way to find out. I, I tried really hard to find out who was in my upline. I found a few people, but there was just no, that whole line was that way. Mm-hmm. You can imagine because he had to learn it from somewhere. Right. Learn it from his upline leaders. So it's not only enough to just find a great company, but you really got to check out the team you're going on. Mm-hmm. I have been approached for the same company I'm on by a couple of different people. And I was very selective which one I said yes to because of the training that's provided by this team. Because mm-hmm. so, we're all trying very hard to overcome this perception of network marketing. So, Right. Well, and you also have the philosophy of paying it forward. You know, I mentioned when I read your bio, you like helping people to be successful. And that's one of the things that, you know, and and I don't care what business is, you know, again, whether it's retail, whether it's network marketing, whether it's, you know, whatever. Sometimes people think, well, I can't help someone else because gasp, they're going to somehow take customers away from me. And your philosophy is, you know, and, and, you know, we're, we're all in it together. And if one person is successful, then it helps everybody to be successful. And, and that's what I really like about your book is it's got so many tips and techniques for, you know, learning yourself, but also helping other people to learn. I learned that from a, at a very early age. Well, number one, network marketing is kind of founded on that principle. Mm-hmm. If you're on my team, if I help you succeed, that helps me because right. we get a portion of everything in our in our downline. So mm-hmm. if I have a very successful team under me, I'm going to make more money. Right? Why would you not want to do that? Yes. Yeah. But you know, but well, we've seen examples of that where you know people don't want to for whatever reason, and you know, and it could happen if they worked in a big company and they were just the manager. I mean, you know, maybe that's just not how they're wired, but. You know, it's, it really is something that, you know, you, you can have a mentor and then you can be a mentor. And I think that was, you know, and uh, that was something that, that, you know, really came across in your book. Well, I learned that about the same time I found my network marketing company that, that I'm, I'm with and I love was the same time I used to be an event, an event planner, believe it or not, uh-huh. another, another hat. I was an event planner uh-huh. Uh-huh. and a lot of my customers were the internet marketers because I met one. Can I say his name? Cause he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Ken MacArthur. I mm-hmm. met him through an email. He sent me an email announcing one of his seminars and, and, you know, a sales pitchy email. And I was just like, Oh, I don't even know what this is all about. I'm not going to go. It's just another junk email, you know, pitching me something. Mm-hmm. But you know what? And I replied back and I said, I'm an event planner and I don't want to come to your event, but I can tell by the way you're talking about it that you could use some help. Would you ah. be interested? Well, he came back and said, yes. <laughs> but, you know, at the least he was going to say no, but you, you know, and, and, but, but you had to ask to even get a yes or a no. So I met him and I started going to his events because I always like to be on site for as many as possible mm-hmm. when I was, when I was doing that. I like to be there in case they need me for something. And mm-hmm. I started meeting me network these online marketers the internet marketers and they were all so quick and and eager to show me what they were doing and to help me mm-hmm. learn how to do things the whole reason I got on Facebook because the first thing they all said is honey you need to be on Facebook right you know, so they were very quick to sit down with me who who knew nothing and teach me the stuff I needed to know to get started not one of them ever mm-hmm. thought about well if I teach her she's going to steal my company you know, my customers they all knew I wasn't Right. 
and if anything, I'm out there singing their praises because they did mm-hmm. so much to help me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of theirs now. I promote practically everything they do. So mm-hmm. right. Well, and and it's so funny, you know. I've I've got LinkedIn here in front of me, and it's running in the the timeline. This just came across. Somebody posted this. A team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. There you go. See, this is fate. I mean, this was just funny because it really did. It's right here on my screen. It just came across. Um, you know, and and I think that is something that we do tend to forget. We get into it for the what's in it for me. You know, and 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 maybe the team isn't the business. Maybe the team is the business association, the chamber, you know, all of those things that we we participate in as as business people. You know, there's there's lots of different things out there and, and ways that we can be helping other people. And again, that was what I liked about your book was you talk about how to do that. It's all about being of value. If you can be of value to enough people, mm-hmm. the money will come. Right. But just get out there and show that you are willing to help and, and provide value and provide service. And don't worry so much about the money. If you are offering right. something that everyone can use, the money will come. Right. It took me a while to learn that, but I I swear by it now. Just get out mm-hmm. there and do your thing and be of service to as many people as you can, mm-hmm. and it, it will happen. Right. And we're not saying let people take advantage of you. You know, that's, that is, is as far from the, the truth as, as could be. And it's like it said in your bio, you know, you have a product to sell. And, you know, so if there's a way that you could help, please feel free to ask. And I think that's where some people get caught up too, is, is they think, well, you know, I, I can't be pushy. I can't sell. I can't, you know, I, I, I have to be friendly or, you know, or that, you know, that the other extreme that, you know, uh, they're going to meet with everybody and just continue to give out free advice. Maybe they're giving out free product samples. You know, and, and you've always got the people who they, they, they want to know what they can get for free. And, you know, whether it's a sample, whether it's knowledge, whether it's whatever. Okay. You know, sometimes you have to deal with those, but everybody needs to remember that we all have mortgages to pay. We all need to eat. And so we shouldn't just ask for, for somebody to do something for free. You do have to learn to, to draw the line about what you're willing to give away for free. I, I used mm-hmm. to did a, set of, a series of teleseminars. Oh gosh, a long time. When I first started online, that was one of the first things I did was a series of interviews. And one of my guests, that was the first thing she said was there comes a point in time when you have to look at them and say, I charge for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's funny. One of the examples that, that I use is a group asked me to uh, come in and speak to them about social media. And, you know, and, and I said, you know, we, we were progressing in the conversation and I told them what my fee was and I got dead silence. And they said, well, we don't pay our speakers because, and, and there was this condescending tone, you know, we don't pay our speakers because you should be honored that we asked you to speak. Now, I mean, that's what I do for a living is speak, you know, and, and, and they knew that. And so the, the story that I told them then was, you know, I am honored certainly because what I do is not unique. You know, they, there are certainly lots of other people that they could have called. And so I was honored that they asked me, but think of it this way. There's two gas stations on the corner, you know, one, one next to each other. And you decide you're going to get gas in the one on the right side, as opposed to the one on the left side. So you get gas there. And then are you going to walk in and tell them, well, I'm not going to pay for that gas because you should be honored that I chose you as opposed to your competitor. No. <laughs> and and when I tell people that, they're like, oh, okay. Now, you know, granted, there are times, especially in public speaking, where it might be an organization that, that typically does not pay its speakers. And so, you know, you, you have things like, you know, you have you, as in, in Melodian, have a book that you can sell. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, there's there's all sorts of different ways you can work things out. But don't be the person who is always going around seeing how much you can get for free. If you're just starting out, you might want to just to get your name out there. But right. mm-hmm. there comes a point when you have to say, I, I charge. I'm a speaker. That's what I do. I charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk some more about your book okay. um, because it it is 
it's it's written from the perspective of okay i've decided that that maybe i want to try this network marketing thing now what and so you've got all these great chapters and 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 you know as i've said it doesn't matter if this is network marketing this is just business common sense you know things like well you know how do you overcome the the people who say your product is a waste of time or or it's you know it's it's not a good product you know all of those various things um you know a lot of people especially with network marketing we kind of alluded to this they will say well it's a scheme you know and and unfortunately there are those out there you know we we have there's certainly been you know there's there is the term pyramid scheme as opposed to pyramid marketing so how do you overcome those objections when people you know when when you're talking to somebody and saying you know yes that exists but then then how do you carry on that conversation the first thing i've discovered after doing all of this is because i've heard every objection if you'll notice the chapters in the book each one of them right a different objection uh-huh. because i've heard them all <laughs> yes uh-huh. some that i didn't put in there but what i discovered was that if you talk to the person long enough sometimes the objection they were raising wasn't really the problem the mm-hmm. problem was they were afraid of a couple of different things. They were either afraid of failure. Right. I can't do this, so I'm not going to admit it. I'm just going to come up with a million objections. Or they were afraid of, because of the negative reputation of network marketing, has, they, they were afraid of, of ridicule. If I tell my friends and family I'm doing network marketing, they're going to laugh at me. Mm-hmm. Or they were afraid of, of ridicule for a different reason because they've tried so many different things before and right. none of them work. So that, you know, if I tell my friends and family I'm doing yet another business, they're going to laugh at me. Mm-hmm. Rather than deal with that, they would start with their objections. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes the objections are real, right? But a lot of times they just mask that underlying fear, and so you've got to. Talk to them. Don't mm-hmm. immediately jump in there and go, you know, if I'm saying, well, Deb, I'd love to join your company, but I, I just can't afford it right now. Don't come back mm-hmm. to me with, well, let me show you how you can't afford it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that might You can take out a second mortgage on your house and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. My problem might be, well, I probably could scrape together the money to afford it, but I'm afraid if I invest it, I'm going to fail and then I'll have lost that money. So you need to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. So just just talk to them. Try to find out what's, what's underneath. Clarify that you actually heard the objection correctly. Mm-hmm. And just speak to them a little bit about, well, what, you know, why, what makes you think that you can't afford it, Deb? Do you think it's too expensive? Or, right. you know, how much do you think it costs? Or mm-hmm. just, just try to get a little more information out of them mm-hmm. and see if they're, if they're afraid of one of the big fears or if it really is, hey, I just don't have the money right now. Mm-hmm. And and if that's the case, there are ways around it. Um, and you give several examples in your book about that. There's always a way around any of the objections. But the big thing is to find out what you're actually dealing with. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the spouse objection. That was the first thing I was taught when I was in a previous company was if they say they need to speak to their spouse, the first thing you ask them, well, do you always have to do what, you know, do you always have to listen to your wife? Yeah, and that's just, that is, if somebody said, you know, said that to me, I would just want to smack them. I mean, you know, <laughs> and, and so that's not what they want to hear, you know, and, and in the book, you talk about the fact that you say, well, I'd like to talk to your spouse, you know, and, 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 and then if that really was the objection, well, you've, you know, and, and it, it should be something, you know, this is potentially their, their career. And you'd like to be able to to talk to the spouse and, and, um, you know, so it is, it is something as you, you know, as you said, you kind of delve a little bit deeper, you know, if it's, well, I have to, I have to get, you know, I have to talk it over with my spouse. Well, you know, is there materials that I can give you? Is there, you know, could I meet with them? Um, you know, as, as you said, you can overcome those objections. Yeah, I'm here to tell you that if the spouse is not supportive, it's not going to work because I right. did do one without my husband's support and mm-hmm. it was bad <laughs> right it was bad well because there was and, a lot of resentment going on there yep 
And it just, you know, and, and in a lot of cases, especially with network marketing, it does tend to be a little bit more and, and, you know, I'm, I might just be uh, kind of stereotyping here, maybe unusual hours. So maybe evenings and weekends, which, which can be more difficult if your spouse and, 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 you know, and then especially if you have children, if they're not supportive of that. Right. So again, and again, it could be nothing more than, well, my spouse would probably be supportive, but. I've tried so many different things before that I'm kind of embarrassed to go and talk to them about it. So it's not so much that the spouse wouldn't be supportive, is it I'm afraid to go talk to them because I've already tried several things and haven't been successful. So now it's that fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And then my spouse isn't going to support this. So. Right, right. And then it's a different game plan, you know, then, then you kind of work together to determine, okay, you know, can we really show the spouse, <coughs> excuse me, that this is something that's going to work? Yeah, let, let me do the talking instead of you. Right. If you're afraid to go mm -hmm. speak to me about it, let me get both of you together mm -hmm. and I'll do the presentation. And that might right. make an entirely different situation than if I say, okay, you could talk to your spouse and get back to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, in, in your book, you talk about the fact that, you know, say you presented to me and then I go and, and I talk to my spouse, to my husband, I'm going to present it differently. You know, whether it's that I remember incorrectly or I don't remember all of it or, you know, I'm going to slant it a little bit different, hoping that he'll either approve or disapprove. And, you know, it it is a matter of if you really want that person to hear your message they need to hear it from you. Never let anyone else deliver your message. I teach a communications class, and you'd be surprised how many adults think, oh, no, that, that's not the case. But we play the old telephone game in my class. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we're all done, they just kind of sit there and go, wow. <laughs> Uh -huh. Because it never mm -hmm. comes out at the end the way it went in the beginning. <laughs> no. you know, and, and I mean, that's just human nature. It's not that anybody's deliberately trying to be deceptive or anything like that. It's just we hear and we process and we remember differently. Especially if you have to take into consideration that you're using terms that maybe people aren't familiar with. Right. So those terms get changed because mm -hmm. the person that you were doing the talking can't remember exactly what you said. So... And they have nothing to relate it to because they're not familiar with the terminology. So mm -hmm. they present their take on it, which is usually wrong. Correct. Right. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you talk about several times in your book that I really appreciated, but I, I know it can be one of those things that people fear the most, is that they are supposed to get for their first clients or first customers, their friends and their family. And you talk about, no, don't do that. <laughs> Why is that the case? Well, especially if you have been in something else before, mm -hmm. friends and family, they, they do. They are going to look at you like, okay, here's another one of your team. Right. And, and nine times out of ten, they are not going to be receptive because you've tried this so many different things before. So you're already setting yourself up for rejection. Mm -hmm. You do that. I say practice your presentation or practice what you're saying. Run your, you know, I run all of my marketing articles by my daughters. Mm -hmm. See what they think. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm, they're of a generation that I would like to get more of on my team. They're that 30 something generation. So I would run my marketing materials past them and see what mm -hmm. they think. And in the process, one did finally go, you know, mom, I think I want to be part of this. Right. But I never actually sat her down and said, you should be doing this. Mm -hmm. Because she was not going, she was not going to. Because she knows right. how many companies I've been involved in, <laughs> she knows mm -hmm. how many of them failed, and she was sitting back waiting to see how this one went. So when she mm -hmm. saw how I was approaching it and how I was marketing it, and and that it was being successful, then she finally decided on her own that she wanted to be part of it. She came to me, and I'm a firm believer in you want to be the hunted or the chasing. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be out mm -hmm. there doing the hunting and the chasing. Right. Well, and it ultimately comes back to what we have been talking about several times. It's about that relationship. You know, and, and it doesn't matter if we say friends, as in your best friend from high school or friends with the capital F on, you know, like you have on Facebook. You know, if you have been the hard sell person, they're going to ignore you. If you have built that relationship and kind of 
gently and maybe even subtly talked about your product or your service, then when they need it, they're going to remember, oh, you know what? Melodian has it. I, I, just, I have to talk to her, you know, because she's never hit me over the head with it. But I know that she's a great person. And so I'm, I'm going to talk to her about it. And, and it does. It comes back to building those relationships with people. The first thing I learned in marketing from the internet marketing crowd was people do business with those they know, like, and trust. First right. word, no. Okay? Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. know them. And you can't right. do that if you don't build a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's kind of the basic thing. You know, you walk into a restaurant or a big box store, you know, whatever. And the, the person who comes up, if they're going to, to assist you, whether it's that they're waiting on you, serving you, you know, whatever, the really good ones introduce themselves. And, you know, and, and that's that start of building that relationship. And so I've started repeating it back to them and saying, well, hi, Joshua, it's nice to meet you. And, you know, and and it just kind of goes from there that you do want to, you know, even if that relationship and putting that in air quotes is something that lasts for, you know, 20 minutes while you're, you know, buying something in the store or it, you know, delves into something much longer. It is kind of about, you know, that relationship. And it's, it's also about respect. You know, you're wanting to work with them. They want to work with you. And so, you know, being polite, responding to their name, things like that. That's just kind of a, a sign of respect. But how many restaurants do you go to or how many stores do you go to where you have a particular, I know restaurants in particular, there's a couple that we go to fairly regularly just because of the waiter. Right. Because we have built a relationship with him. He took the time to get to know our names. He knows what we like. We don't mm-hmm. even have to ask anymore for what we want to drink because he knows. Right. Mm-hmm. And the food and the food's okay. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing great. It's okay. We go there just because of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the same thing happens with a, you know, a product or a service that you're buying over the internet or, you know, through, through a Facebook friend or something, you've built up that relationship, you're comfortable and you want to continue working with them because it is kind of painful to have to start over. And, and so, you know, it, you have to be kind of pushed to an extreme before you're going to say, oh, I'm not going to do that again. You're going to, but, you know, so you want to keep that relationship as positive as possible, but, you know, it, it, you don't also want to, you never want to take it, uh, advantage of it. And it's the same way when you're building a network marketing business, you've got to just get out there and meet as many people as possible, mm-hmm. provide them some valuable information. You know, I, I talk a lot about water because that's one of the things that we have is we have a, a water bottle with a filter in it that oh, okay. I still mm-hmm. scoop water out of a mud puddle. Yeah. In fact, I have a great demonstration that I've used that I'm not going to talk about here. <laughs> it's a little gross, um, but it works. Um, but I carry that bottle with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when somebody asks, you know, I talk about not so much the sale of, hey, I've got this great water bottle and you should buy one, but I talk about the water in our area is not of the best quality, mm-hmm. especially when the lake's turning. Mm-hmm. And I carry this bottle with me so that I can always have clean, pure water wherever right. I go. Mm-hmm. And I talk about how I never drank water, which is, and I, I attribute some of my weight loss to the fact that now I drink nothing but water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just give them valuable information about, do you know what's in your water? And then if they say no, then the first thing I do when I get home is send them an article about right. what's in our water. Mm-hmm. And so I have never actually asked them for a sale, mm-hmm. but I have provided some information about, do you know what's in the water you're drinking? And mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, they will be emailing me back going, so where do I get one of those? Right. Let's right. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it, again, you never said, hey, I have this great water bottle and for fourteen ninety five, you too can have one. Exactly. I just gave them some information that they found useful and then they made up their own mind. Oh, you know, I never realized it was in my drinking water. I right. asked her where she got that bottle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, holy cow, Melodian, we have finished the hour. This is just amazing because we just scratched the surface, you know, because, you know, we've been talking about your book, Getting to Yes, Overcoming Network Marketing Objections. But more importantly, how do people connect with you online and find out about what you do? Well, 
I have my own website, melodiumwhitely.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is on Amazon. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I think I'm on everything out there pretty much. Um, so I'm pretty easy to find. Right. And just send me a friend request and, and I will get back to you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, this has been very interesting and, and, you know, definitely I hope help dispel some myths and some preconceptions and more importantly, some misconceptions that people have about what network marketing is. And, you know, again, it's just basic business tips, folks. You know, it doesn't matter what you're, what you're doing. It's all about building those relationships. Yeah, I think as we were talking, we actually talked more about other businesses than we did network marketing. So it's right, an example right. that is it's pertinent everywhere. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, again, I've been having a great time talking with Melodian Whiteley. Um, I'm Deb Creer. Pretty easy to find me online, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. And until next week, everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.